Hi, everybody, and welcome back to yet another cracking edition of The Matt Brown Show. This is the Secrets of Fail series, where we are talking to entrepreneurs and CEOs all about their uh, epic business blunders, you know, the stuff they don't want to put on their their LinkedIn timeline. Um, And uh, with me on the line today... Uh, is none other than Mr. Hogg, the man, the legend, uh, the founder and CEO of a company called C6. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Matt. Really good to be here. Looking forward to it. Yeah, man. So uh, why don't you kick us off uh, with the elevator pitch, brother? Uh, What exactly are you guys doing there at uh, C6? Fantastic. So C6 is a sales enablement platform. So we work with sales teams in mainly CPG here in North America. Despite my accent, I am based just outside New York. We've also got a team back in the UK Um, and we really help sales teams win from a productivity and effectiveness perspective. So synthesizing all of the information that they have into compelling stories for them to win with their buyers and uh, customers. That's amazing. So who are you typically working with? Is it it really enterprise clients or do you kind of, because I imagine the problem that you solve is relevant to all segments. Yeah, we we do a lot of work with great companies like Anheuser-Busch, uh, Tyson Foods, um, Hershey, uh, Pepsi. So we're very fortunate to work with what I consider to be some of the some of the best in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, great. Well, um, a- anything AI today is uh, super exciting. So if you can solve uh, you know sales problems for businesses around the world, get in there. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think it's really interesting. I think there's the the, the sort of the low hanging fruit is about productivity. So just giving sales teams time back in their day um, and helping them not having to trawl through piles of information and, and, and PowerPoint slides, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, um, we would love to speak to you more around your business and everything you've learned about scaling it and so on, but uh, we don't have time for that on this series. <laughs> We've got to get into the meat and the potatoes. So let's do that right now. Graham, what is your epic story of fail for our audience around the world today? Thanks, Matt. So my, my story of fail is actually going back to 2006 when I was a officer in the British War Marine Commandos. I was serving in Afghanistan. And my role at the time was to lead Marines from Kandahar City through to Helmand Province. I was leading about 67 Marines at the time. Going through Kandahar City, population of about half a million people. And my story of fail, failure, Matt, is, is really about the flow of information, the flow of insights inside, inside an organization. We see this with sales teams all the time. But what we were doing is we were sort of operating in organizational silos. So the insights that were available to the sort of higher echelons of the organization that I was part of weren't transcending or being translated down into where I was and the decisions that I was making. So on that day, December the 3rd, 2006, I led a team of Marines through Kandahar City. And unfortunately, that morning at three minutes past 10, we got hit by a vehicle-borne IED. And I saw three of my Marines um, get seriously injured as, as a result of that. And um, what followed was tremendous professionalism and bravery from the Marines that I was working with. But soon after, looking back and, and actually thinking about what happened, it was this sort of failure of translating insights to where it mattered inside the organization. Mm-hmm. So you can have all the knowledge in the world, which is, Matt, basically don't drive through Kandahar in the middle of the day because at night there's a curfew and you can go straight through with a Christmas tree attached to your, attached to your vehicle and no one will stop you. The story is, My story of failure is actually 
how can we get the right insights to the right teams at the right time so that they can make the best decisions? Mm. It's interesting. I spoke to um, a U.S. Uh, naval officer called Peter Newell, and he used to run the uh, the U.S. Army's sort of you know innovation and logistical programs on the ground in Iraq and, and wherever else they were in Afghanistan. Um, and he said the same thing. Oftentimes, you know, it, for for him, his whole thing was about passing the right information to teams such as your team like on the ground at the right time and and facilitating information flow 100%. in an environment that's unpredictable exactly and if you think about well the complexity that we faced over there from multiple stakeholders business leaders tribal leaders criminal networks um army officers police officers real sort of complexity so if you can equip those teams with insight so that they can make the best decisions you've got a good chance of mission success now if you're a sales team at anheuser busch or pepsico interacting with walmart you're facing a similar complexity you know in terms of shoppers and consumers and parts of the country so ensuring that those insights get to teams at the right time in the right place exactly what you just said is critical when you're operating in a in a sort of complex environment. Mm-hmm. So, Graham, when you think about that experience, what uh, lesson do you take forward in your business today? Um, so, so I think a really successful business, a software platform like ours, does does two things. So, it, it overcomes a business need, but it also meets a human need. Right. So from a C6 perspective, the business need is help us grow our business, help us make more sales, help us grow revenue. Sure. And that's all about helping teams craft better stories, write more effective emails. But the actual human need, Matt, is a salesperson's like got writer's block. He's like, how am I even going to sort of take all this information and write this PowerPoint slide? How am I even going to sort of start writing that email? There's loads of like anxiety there. There's lots of inefficiency there and huge sort of wins from a productivity perspective. So what we found at C6 is if you can achieve the business need and meet those sort of human challenges, then you're going to be super, super effective. And this is where the sort of call for thinking about AI as a member of your team. So I'm going to work with AI to help synthesize all this information, to help take all of these words and translate them into an effective paragraph, then you're, you're going to be really successful. So don't just try and wave the AI wand in front of people. It's got to sort of work alongside the business challenge as well, the business use case. Does that does that sort of make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense, dude, because you just don't know what you don't know. You know what I'm saying? And you wind up, because yeah. we to your point, it's this human insight. We fall into this, um, this, uh, I don't know, is it solution trap or a series of habits Correct. where we just do the same thing every day, but yeah, actually we're not, we don't know what we don't know. Right. And so, cause we don't have the time. And I think that's a big thing for me. It's like, uh, like all my clients are CEOs and for them, their most precious assets is time. And so mm-hmm. the same thing transcends as the business starts to scale. It's like everyone's most precious asset is time, you know? Absolutely. Um, and so having a tool that can crunch data for you and go, Hey, listen, this is the insight, but in, and provide it back to you in a contextually relevant way. I think that's 100%. the thing. Cause there's lots of insights, there's quant and qual and this and whatever, and everyone's sitting on data. But the biggest thing that I find in sales is context. So that, that that's exactly we say exactly that thing every day, which is context is king. Ab- ab- absolutely. Because 
if you're facing, if you're working with a buyer who, for example, has like a low decision-making score, then you need to write the, the story in a certain way. If you're working in a certain geography where there's a high number of, you know, Hispanic shoppers going into the store every day, then that's a sort of different story to if you were another, in another part of the country. So, um, I, I totally agree, Matt. Like context is king, especially when working with this really exciting AI technology, because the tool is fantastic. Large language models are tremendous. But you've got to, they don't know anything about your business or context. You've got, you've got to tell them what, you've got to tell it what to do. Mm. This is why humans matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. Exactly. Ex- exactly. I think, um, you, no one's going to get, I don't think you'll get replaced by AI, but I think you'll get replaced by somebody using AI. Yeah, agree. Uh, so Graham, if uh, you could get into the Matt Brown show time machine and have the luxury of, you know, with all the hindsight that you now have and kind of go back to yourself, uh, you know, w- before this incident happened, what, w- what, uh, what would you do differently and, uh, and why? So, so I think it's, it's, it's very difficult at an organizational level, but it, it really is um, sort of what you just said, capturing that sort of frontline context inside the organization. So young ca- 26-year-old Captain Graham Hogg in the Royal Marines. What's he trying to do? He's trying to lead 67 Marines through Kandahar. So really sort of understanding what's going on in the edges of your organization rather than thinking about the sort of ivory tower of analytics where you're just sort of throwing things throwing things down. So capturing that sort of frontline um, context is, is, is absolutely, absolutely key. And for us at C6, You've got to configure yourselves accordingly as an organization. You know, having these sort of centers of excellence, having these ivory towers of insight, I just don't think works because it's very, very difficult to translate that down onto the front line. Mm, Absolutely. It's a tough challenge, man. It really is, uh, you know, but I do think, you know, as uh, founders, as, you know, visionaries, um, we get paid, uh, you know, directly in proportion to the difficult problems that we solve, you know, and I think yeah, yeah. with, and you know, you know, this as well as anyone, like sales is the lifeblood of any business. As an example, if you built this thing, I don't know where you guys are, we haven't had, spent enough time together yet, but, um, but if you built this thing and it's really capable and you can integrate it at an enterprise level across like yeah. any business, like your, your, your propensity to scale and like exponentially yeah. increase valuation is it's fucking ridiculous quite frankly. Because- I, I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it, it's crazy when you try to calculate things like productivity across an organization. If you've got a sales team of 5,000, it's not a typical, um, not too far away from a typical user base. You've got 5,000 users inside your sales organization and you're giving them back tens of hours of time a month. Like the productivity gain is crazy. You're talking about sort of $75,000 per sales rep over a year. I mean, it, it really is, from an economics perspective, a, a, a tremendous, a tremendous opportunity. Um, organizations just need to sort of think and configure themselves in the in the right way to to to, to adopt that technology. Mm, absolutely, Graham. What's your advice to other entrepreneurs and CEOs right now in terms of like you know the importance of failing or failure in business yeah. success? So, so I'd say um, uh, th- th- three things. You know, Matt. When that explosion happened on December the 3rd, the voice inside my head was, Graham, keep going. Just just keep going. 
because we've still got a long way to go. We still have another sort of six hours um, to go. So I'd say to any um, entrepreneur, the mud will hit the fan and you will feel like you're completely down and out, but just keep going. Endurance, perseverance is is, is really going to be your your competitive advantage. Mm-hmm. Secondly, um, maybe a little bit practically, um, your people are your most important asset. Hire slow, fail, hire slow, fire fast is what, is what I heard recently. And it's a bit of a cliche, but your, your people are so, so important. So think very, very carefully about that. And then finally, I always ask myself the question when I hire someone, they're smart, they're technically competent, but could I go to war with this person? Like, could I really trust them when we're working eight days a week and there's loads of uncertainty and it's really tough because our, the, the, the challenges that our users face every day is, 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 is really tough. Um, could I actually be in the trenches with that person? Cause there's loads of smart people out there. There's loads of people who can talk a great, great game, very really sort of technically proficient people, but could I actually work with this person? Um, over, over the next five or t- five or 10 years. And we've made some fantastic decisions in that regard. And we've also made some less fantastic decisions. So, so, so hire wisely is what I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great advice. Uh, that's come up on the show a few times. Um, so that's another problem AI needs to solve. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, tell me quickly, Graham, what about books, tools, and resources uh, that you recommend to other CEOs um, you know, on their journey? What comes to mind for you? I, I think a fantastic book, Matt, and it's, it's really quite old now. I can't even think about what edition it's in. Um, it's Crossing the Chasm. You know, this sort of product market fit, I, I still think it's relevant. And asking yourself, does your problem meet these three criteria? Board level conversation, allocated budget, and are they actively trying to solve the problem? You know, if you really want to go to that early uh, early adopters to early majority, if your problem meets those three criteria, then you're going to achieve that 10x growth. But if it's not a board level conversation, there's no allocated budget, and they're not actively trying to solve the problem, you're going to be pushing the ball uphill. So I've read that book a few times. I still sort of refer back to it. And I still, I, I think it's hugely relevant in this product market fit uh, challenge that all of us, um, all CEOs face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so funny story. So um, about two years ago, I think, anyway, uh, but um, super busy back-to-back meetings, you know, you're having one of those horror days and I've got this, you know, podcast I've got to do. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do this podcast. Like, I'm too busy, you know? And I'm like, fuck, anyway, so I'm like scrambling out of the last meeting and I'm like a pitch up there and I load up everything and I just have a chance and whatever. Um, and then the, up comes Zoom and there's Jeffrey Moore. <laughs> yeah, really? so, yeah, he's been on the show a couple of times. Um, Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, it was cool because we, we, it was great. It was almost like I was using him to coach me, you know, but like helping others as a consequence. Uh, yeah, but, yeah uh, that, You know, some, this is what I believe to be true. Like, I think... Um, you know, books like that, what you said, you know, books like that, they were written years ago, like 10 years ago, you know, sort of thing. Mm. Um, like and like 20, they, 20, yeah, 25, 30 years ago. Uh, yeah, like really. a long time ago. So how is yeah. it still relevant? You know what I mean? And I yeah, think it's, re- it's relevant because it's not obvious. The thinking yeah. is original, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and Matt, that's what I, I love about your show, because I, I, I think we need that. We're in this discussion. I think we need more provocation. 
you know, like this, this great sort of question about failure. Um, we can't just be too nice to each other. So I mean, we've got to be tough on each other, ask each other tough questions, ask ourselves tough questions. I think that's how we get stronger. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm a hu- huge fan of your show and, and some of the titles you put out there as well. Well, uh, always great to meet another fan. So, <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Really good. Uh, but uh, appreciate you, Graham, for coming on the show, man. And yeah, I think you guys have done an amazing thing and you're tackling a hard problem. So um, I'm very excited for you and the team and, you know, wishing you and everyone else the best of the future. No, thanks, Matt. Keep up, keep up the great work, my friend. Anytime. And everybody else, we'll see you again soon. Ciao, ciao.